We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. show i'm gonna call this a quick hit keith mcpherson on the fan taking you up to 720 brooklyn nets radio comes your way then your brooklyn nets will take on the pelicans down in new orleans a nationally televised game 730 on espn as well if you'd like to watch the knicks are back on the floor tonight as well you've got knicks raptors in Toronto, you can watch that on MSG. 11 NBA games on tonight and uh, a lot going on in the sports world. We can talk about it. In the NHL, the Islanders will face the Flames at 9 p.m. And uh, the Rangers and Devils face off tomorrow at 1 o'clock at the Rock. January 6th. Oh, man. January 6th. A historic day. The Yankees signed free agent Danny Tartable in 1992 today. Let's talk about those Yanks. The Yanks made some moves. The Yanks brought in some senior guys, some elder statesmen. And uh, today we saw that Brian Reynolds is going to get traded somewhere. There's some other teams in on Brian Reynolds. The Dodgers are one of those teams. And uh, so are the Rangers. But I'm not really into sending them top prospects, multiple top prospects at this point. But I understand that uh, Omar Minaya was on Hot Stove yesterday, and he said after talking to Brian Cashman, they're not done. They're not done acquiring talent. And um, if you heard about the contract that the Pittsburgh Pirates offered Brian Reynolds, it was similar to Benintendi's contract. A little cheaper with an extra year. Six years. Benintendi signed for five years, $75 million with the White Sox. He's not going to be playing left field for the Yankees. The Pittsburgh Pirates offered Brian Reynolds a contract extension of six years and um, a little over $75 million. He said, nah, no way. I know what I'm worth out here. So the Texas Rangers, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, also the Marlins, 
and the Mariners may be in the mix for Brian Reynolds. I'm over it. I, I've said a, a few times this week, I think they're just going to go and bargain bin shop and, you know, hit the clearance rack and find some guys, sign them to minor league deals, which they already did. McKinney, Ortega, Calhoun in this last week and just have a competition in camp. That's really all on the Yankees front. On the Mets front, the Mets have grown frustrated with Carlos Correa talks and are considering walking away. Wait, hold on. We're in week three of this, and now Carlos Correa potentially won't be a Met. I was told, oh, it's over. Oh, 2023 World Series champs, Steve Cohen. What a guy. Swoops in from Hawaii the night before Judge is named the 16th captain of the New York Yankees. Had to steal the headlines in the middle of the night. For this, three weeks later and Carlos Correa is most likely signing with the Montreal Expos. I'm so tired of that story. Like, get it done already or don't. Never going to get tired of this story. DeMar Hamlin is breathing on his own. This is a real-life movie, folks. And I've spoken a lot this week about God and prayer, and I understand if you don't get into that, if you don't believe in that. But this was this whole week was God working through this young man. you got to go look for some of the stuff online with him speaking about his belief in God and how much he prays and how thankful he is just to be in the NFL and how he cherishes every moment. He's a God body individual. So, you know, for him to make this recovery in a matter of days, when a lot of us weren't sure if he was going to wake up, if he was going to be able to come back, like he's FaceTiming his teammates today, old teammates, his current teammates. They said he's throwing up the uh, heart sign. He's flexing. And, you know, his dad and, and his family said, the, you know, the message to the team was go win the whole thing. Right. We heard a couple days ago, you know, some updates. And then yesterday we got the fact that he asked, did we win? This young man is 24 years old. He's a football player. And he wants to see the Bills go on and win. So, uh Go Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. They were the favorite in the beginning of the season. People picked them to win the Super Bowl. Maybe they can get it done. If you'd like to talk about, you know, these um, locations, I think last night I speculated that SoFi Stadium might be a neutral site. Allegiant Stadium might be a neutral site. They've thrown now Indianapolis, um, Lucas Oil Field into the mix, and a few other places, but... You know, the conversation around it, as you've seen fan bases for the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals speak out is, well, if these teams make it, wouldn't they play outdoors? Yes, in their stadiums. Wouldn't the home field advantage be the elements, the cold? Why would we want to put them in a in a dome? But you know what? I, I just think there shouldn't be many complaints once we get into this weekend of football. Literally tomorrow there's games. People just have to accept that. You know, the NFL is doing what they have to do the best that they can. They can't please everyone. And this is not something that anyone wanted. Nobody wanted this to happen. They're doing the best that they can with the circumstances. And we're going to get football. And I've spoken out about it in the last couple of days. I, I think it's going to be a great playoffs. I think all bets are off anyway when you go into the playoffs. But now with, uh, you know, all these different things and, you know, heavy hearts and the tributes that we're going to see this weekend for DeMar Hamlin, like, 
I think any team can win. I think a lot of guys are, are going to be impacted, and uh, anything goes. Any given Sunday, anyone can win. Now, here with our local teams, for the Giants, there's conversation of who's going to start? Are they going to play their starters? Are they going to sit guys? Are they going to sit guys? Like, All right, I've spoken about this, and I said that they should gear up like they're playing the game, prepare like you're playing the game. Some guys are ruled out already. Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams. I'm pretty sure Adoree Jackson is doubtful, uh, but doubtful for him after not playing for over a month pretty much means he's not going to play until the playoffs. For the Giants, though, I think you gear up for this game. You suit up your guys. You go out there. You start the game, and uh, you see how it goes. But I I understand both sides of the coin. They don't have anything to gain, but wouldn't it be nice to upset the Eagles and knock them offshore? But I think the Eagles are going to play Jalen Hurts, and they have full intentions of going into this game and playing their starters. And when you look at the talent across the board, their starters completely outmatch the Giants, and we saw them hang 48 on the Giants. So I don't think this is the the type of thing where the Giants try and uh, do what they did uh, when they beat the Patriots, you know, a a test before the playoffs. And uh, who would have known that year that the Giants and Patriots would meet up? I don't think this is something where you try and – Find out how you measure up against these guys for confidence later on. That's so far down the line. We don't we don't know about that. I think health is the main thing, and you want to keep these guys healthy. You don't want to risk any injury to guys like Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley or the few receivers that you have. Speaking of the receivers, I saw a stat today that was interesting about Richie James. Uh, I know we always talk about Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins as if they're nobodies, if they're, you know, not real people, but it doesn't matter if you don't know them or if uh, you didn't follow them in college, right? Richie James went to Middle Tennessee State. Isaiah Hodgins went to Oregon State, so you probably didn't really watch him too much. But I saw a stat from Dan Salamone on Twitter that said Richie James has caught 81.4% of his targets this season. That's the highest by any receiver with 70-plus targets since Michael Thomas and Tyler Lockett in 2018. A shorthanded receiver at any level from anywhere, I'll take. These guys in the NFL, some of the best receivers in the NFL, dropped the ball. CeeDee Lamb, who uh, became the Cowboys' number one receiver, he had a rough go at it. Giants fans remember him dropping a wide-open pass. He had the drops his first couple years. Richie James, when he's targeted, he catches the ball. And they're going to have to rely on him and Isaiah Hodgins, and I think they'll be all right. On the other side, with the Jets and... uh, this is, this is the year of the quarterback for the Jets, but in the wrong way. I think I was listening to Cardinal Roberts talk about how Zach Wilson is the first quarterback to go from one to three to benched to one to benched inactive in one season and be a number two overall pick. They completely failed this kid. They completely mismanaged this season, and they have no one to blame but themselves. Um, when you hear Mike LaFleur come out and say, yeah, in hindsight, maybe he should have sat a year. I think that's like, that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. Everyone was saying that. When you drafted the kid out of BYU, everyone was saying that. And now when people want to see him play in this last game, for what? For why? I don't know why anybody would want to see him play for the Jets again. I understand through hell or high water, according according to uh, Rob Sala, they're going to try and get the talent out of him. But you're going into this game, and it's Joe Flacco versus Skylar Thompson down in Miami. 
Joe Flacco is going to get the last start of his career. I guess that's cool. But this game doesn't really mean much. I guess for the Jets fans, they're trying to knock off the Dolphins so they have no chance at the playoffs. But they have no chance at winning this game with Skylar Thompson. Last time we saw that, that turned into a 40-point game for the Jets in MetLife Stadium. I think Zach Wilson quarterbacked that one, but that was different. You had Brees Hall. Anywho, I'm only on for a little bit of time tonight. I wanted to go back and play a clip from when I had Anthony Brown and Kenny Pickett on in April before the draft. I'm just so proud of these two kids. They're from my area. They played short conference football like I did. They played quarterback in Monmouth County like I did. They grew up competing against each other. And I got to watch them from afar. I got to live vicariously through them. When Kenny went to Pitt, when Anthony went to Boston College and then transferred to Oregon, played with Kayvon Thibodeau last year, I got to root for these guys as if that was me. And I had them on my show, and we went back and got the clip of those two talking right before the draft, and it was like old pals catching up. Let's play that clip. On the line is a guy that I know you know, and I'm not going to intro him, but Kenny Pickett. Say what's up to A.B. <laughs> what's going on, guys? How you doing? What's good, KP? What's up, bro? <laughs> hey, these two young studs played in the short conference, and in a week, the draft is going to hit. I'm so proud to have you guys on my show being a former short conference quarterback. I was not as nice as you two, but uh, I guess, you know, speak to how you guys know each other. Maybe A.B. say some stuff about Kenny, and then Kenny say some stuff about A.B. All right. Um, I met Kenny when we were about, what was it, 10 years old, Kenny? Yeah, maybe even earlier, maybe nine. Probably nine years old, we were playing against each other in, in Pop Warner days when, when we played against Ocean. And also, we played basketball together for uh, KBR and AAU team. And just ever since I've known Kenny, he's always been a, a great person, a great kid, um, and a tremendous athlete. And... It has never been different. Um, I always rooted for Kenny because Kenny was another guy that was – he is another special talent in the shore. And I always love to see my friends win. So, and he's been doing it. He's been killing it. <laughs> yeah, man, like, like you said, I mean, we go way back. Um, we played KBR together. We uh, were on the same 7-on-7 seven seven team. We were teammates there. We traveled all over the place doing the tour enough. And uh, like you said, a good friend that I've come through, like, the sport. Like, we always meet so many great people. And uh, really glad that I got a chance to, you know, kind of just watch each other grow throughout our careers and train together, push each other to be better. Uh, you know, couldn't ask for a better guy to do it with. So it's, it's been unbelievable to see our journey. I can't wait to see the next step for us uh, next week. So proud, so happy for their families. And on Sunday, you'll see Kenny Pickett take on the Browns and – with Tyler Huntley being questionable, you might see Anthony Brown play against the Bengals. He did appear in the first matchup where it was Steelers versus Ravens, but Kenny got knocked out of that game. A.B. entered that game late for Tyler Huntley, so we never got to see them actually face off. But, like, this is a dream come true. Um, it's just, like, one of those stories in sports. 
uh, local kids, and uh, they're connected to me, and I just wanted to share that. So call me up with any of your sports conversations, topics, thoughts, and takes. I'm on until 7.20 before Brooklyn Nets Radio. We'll take your calls the rest of the way. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Right back. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Right back at it on the fan. Less than 30 minutes here. Your nighttime host, Keith McPherson, with a quick hit before Brooklyn Nets radio as the Nets take on the Pelicans. Looking to get back on track. Their 12-game win streak was snapped in the loss, 121-112 to 112 in Chicago. And now they're trying to right the ship against the Pelicans, who will be without Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, should be another win for the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, the Knicks go to face the Raptors. And they've had some interesting battles with the Raptors this year. I can't call that one. Might be a tough one for the Knicks. But we'll see. We'll see. In other news around the NFL, as I'm looking at things, you know, players being out, players resting. I saw today that uh, 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel is off the injury report. Remember when he went down, people thought his season was done. And then we heard about it some more. He's going to return Sunday against the Cardinals. The 49ers got to be the favorites to come out of the NFC. I don't care if it's Brock Purdy or Josh Johnson. They got to be the favorites. Debo will play quarterback if those two guys go down. They've got all the weapons. Their defense is stacked. And uh, if Shanahan gets back to another Super Bowl and loses, that'd be nuts. I mean, I don't want to see the Niners get to uh, six Super Bowl trophies, but if there was a year, I think this is the year for them. And uh, if their underdogs are not favored because of the rookie quarterback that they have, I think that's foolish. That kid has been great. Uh, He hasn't folded yet. The moment hasn't been too big for him. We saw him against the Raiders come back and uh, lead them to victory. I think he's going to be fine when uh, postseason time comes around. 
and you get Debo Samuel back. You got Ayuk, George Kittle. Oh, they also, that's what I wanted to add to that. They also activated Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Elijah Mitchell is their starting running back. Um, and this made me think about fantasy football, too, because I I drafted him in fantasy, and, and there's questions now that the fantasy season is over. Who was your worst pick or who lost to your fantasy season? He's up there for me. Uh, I took him not too early, but you know how you're supposed to stack running backs first. I took him as my first or second running back, thinking it was a sneaky pick. And then he got hurt twice this season and uh, barely played. But he gives them a boost, right? He can spell Christian McCaffrey, so uh, run CMC is ready to go. I just I look at the Niners like it's for them to lose. I know the Eagles are supposed to go undefeated, and the Eagles put out um, their uh, injury report, and they have a few starters that are going to be out, that are going to be down. But Jalen Hurts is going to play, which makes me believe that they're trying to win this game. And it's a tune-up game for him going into the playoffs, so he's not... Going into the playoffs completely rusty after, you know, not playing for what would probably be close to like a month. Other than that, I mean, for the Jets and this game this weekend, I think it's a game where it's like for morale, if you can pull this off, it'd be cool to knock off an in-division rival that, you know, your fans hate. Joe Flacco kind of riding off into the sunset somewhat, getting a last start. And this Jets season, which I'm going to forever call the year of the non-quarterback. You can't even call it the year of the quarterback. I don't I don't think they didn't have a quarterback all year. And the old adage is like, if you've got three quarterbacks, you don't have one. In this NFL, you need two quarterbacks. They had none. They, they just really didn't have one guy. And I don't think that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll waste anyone's time next year. I think after this season, they were ahead of schedule. The defense was better than people expected. They won more games. They stole games earlier in the year. And if they actually had one solid quarterback, just average quarterback that could, you know, throw the ball into the end zone, call the plays, move them downfield, stay in the game, take a couple hits, stay in the game, uh, they'd probably be a playoff team. So, I mean, they go down to Miami. I know some people going down there. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, let's go Jets. Hopefully the Jets knock off the Dolphins. Okay, we've got some calls coming in. Uh, last thing I was going to say about the Giants before we break here, going to the top of the hour, is for the Giants, who cares what happens in this game? I don't think there's any importance to knocking off the Eagles and trying to you know, knock them out of the one seed. Your eyes should be on Minnesota, and uh, they're most likely going to face Minnesota in the first round. Nothing to prove here. Down in Philly, you you take the bus down to Philly, and uh, you play that game, and you you get out of there alive. Let's take this break. When we come back, I'll hit your calls as quick as I can in the last, like, 15 minutes. I'll have Keith McPherson on the fan, BRB. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Hey, yo, let's go. This is a quick show. Time for me to hit the phone one time and kick a rhyme. Freestyle Friday, got a rhyme in, got a rhyme in. All right, so I have four calls and ten minutes. Let's see how many we can even get in in this time. Let's go to Mike in Keensburg, New Jersey on the fan. Hey, what's up, Keith, man? I'm from your area, man. Every time the Rangers used to play against James Van. Reams like 
Man, I played against him growing up in hockey, man. I'm just like, <laughs> I root for the kid. But when he plays for Philly or Montreal, you know, it's, it's really hard to root for somebody like that, you know, when you're a Ranger fan. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool to know. Like, it's cool to know somebody or play against somebody on that level. It, like, breaks a wall down for you when you watch. Oh, without a doubt. Like, my uncle, he's got two Super Bowl rings. Um, you know, Bruce Kimball, he was a starting lineman. You know, he was a Pats fan growing up. And it's just like, he's like, man, one team I wish I could have played for my whole NFL career. You know, I, I wish I could have went home and, and played for the Pats. You know, I'm like, I, I respect that, man. You know, unfortunately, I didn't get to his level. You know, or James level, but you know, it, you know, you root for people like that all the time, man. I'm glad you got that coming up, Keith. Of course, thanks for the call, Mike. I think as sports fans, uh, a lot of us that played sports growing up, and then in high school and even college, like I did, when you don't make it to the next level, you're rooting for guys you played with or guys that played in your area to make it to the next level, and you literally feel like you're living vicariously through them. Like I made it in my own career, in my own right. But, like, there was a point in time from age, I don't know, 12 to 18 where I wanted to be a quarterback in the NFL. I wasn't that good. These guys were. So so to see them make it is like they put the whole area on their back. And, uh, yeah, it's a great story. Moving on. Eric is in Boonton, New Jersey, on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Great, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, so uh, I full disclosure. I'm 58 years old and uh... – I live in North Jersey and I've been a Cowboy fan since 1971. So it's uh, been good and not good. But I'm a little confused. Keep talking about the Giants and I do wish them well. No, this is their history. This is their culture of going into the wild card and running it through with Eli. I'm trying to understand, like, from ownership on down, who is there today that was part of that culture? The owners. Um, who was there back then? I'm sure there's some front office people. I'm sure there's some people that do uh, work that's not football operations that were there with the Giants. I'm sure there's people listening that work at the Giants that have been there for 20 years. I, I don't know them personally, but obviously there's no players. Yeah, not, not anybody of influence. I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, Mr. Mara, I think, unfortunately, has passed away. and It's now with his son and his partner. The the coaching staff certainly isn't there, or the, and certainly not the players. And, and while I totally respect the Giants' culture, and sometimes I'm very jealous about the rapidness of their fans, I, I, I see this as a single game by itself against Minnesota. Like, the, the fact that the people are going to, now that they're going to go ahead and create the uh, the run against the Patriots, uh, you know, hopefully that happens for New Jersey and their fans. I, I just don't understand the, the relationship everybody's trying to draw between the, the, this is the culture of the Giants. You, it's just it's hopes. It's just turnover. it's just hoping history repeats itself. Thanks for the call, Eric. Well, that's different. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure what that call was about. So, uh, for Giants fans listening, and I'm pretty sure. Eric is like me, a Cowboys fan that grew up in New Jersey. I don't know. Like, I think it's this. They're all bets are off. When you're going into the playoffs, playoffs, you're just happy to be in the playoffs. Giants fans are just happy that the first year of this rebuild with a new coach, new GM, here we go, they're gonna be nine and seven again. And that just makes you think that, okay, they were nine and seven and won the Super Bowl twice. They came in the same way the last time and ended up with a Super Bowl. It's all about playing good football in January, and maybe they can do it again. I don't know. I got no hate on that. 
As a Cowboys fan, I'm not as old as Eric is, so I didn't see uh, all of those Super Bowls. I saw one, and honestly, I was in the second grade, so it barely, it barely registers. I've had way more first-round exits that I can remember. Um, watching uh, Bam Morris and Neil O'Donnell uh, lose to Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Michael Irvin was, was cool when I was in second grade, but like since then, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since the Cowboys have gotten back uh, to a Super Bowl, to an NFC championship. Let's go to Staten Island and talk to Audrey. What's up, Audrey? You're on the fan. Hi, Keith. Nice talking to you. You too. Thanks for calling. Okay, great. Well, I have a question. Um, I understand that you work in New York, and I listen to the fan all the time, but you being a big Cowboys fan, Jerry Recco being a big Cowboys fan, I really feel that you're very negative against them. You keep calling them a fake team. They're no, I, I call them frauds. I think they're choke artists. Frauds, they're fraudulent. Right. But they're really not. I mean, they're doing just, they're trying just as hard as everybody else. And we talk about the Giants <laughs> and the Jets because we live in New York. I get that. But we talk about Philadelphia. But, you know, they're in it too. And we really got to, you know, push forward and give them a little bit of news. Mm, uh, this, is how, this is how I feel, right? I've always been a Cowboys fan. Way before Me I knew too. I'd be on WFN. I love them, but I hate them at the same time. It's a love-hate relationship because they've brought me a lot of pain. Yeah, of course, on Sundays, for the most part, back-to-back years. There's 12 wins this year, 12 wins last year. On Sundays, for the most part, we have a good time. But then when the playoffs come, you get all excited, you get all hyped up, and you're starting to think that the Cowboys have a chance, and then they always underwhelm. They always come up short. They always get knocked out. Not this time. Come on, we're not this time. We're not going to get knocked out. We're not. I would love it. I said it. I said it the other night. If the Cowboys make a run to the NFC Championship and go back to a Super Bowl, you'll hear my tune change. But I, I've got trauma. I've got pain. I've got PTSD. I've quit on this team so many times, but I'm loyal. I can't quit on them. But also, being in New York. Hey, if they win, if they win, guess who's going to be? I I come in here wearing Dallas Cowboys stuff. If they win, guess who's going to be talking about them in the right way? But, like, my son son flew me out to Arlington, Texas twice. Yeah, I've been out there. Two games. Oh, my God. The most amazing thing ever. Yeah, the stadium is a ridiculous spaceship dropped in Texas. It's it's incredible. But uh, Jerry Jones is cursed. Thanks for the call, Audrey. I mean, this is also New York City, where I know majority of the audience is not trying to hear it. We them boys. How about them Cowboys? But if I was, like, really confident in the team, I would give you that. Like, I'm I'm pretty honest and transparent about the Yankees, about the Nets. I'm not dislu- delusional. Like, I just don't think that Dallas has it. And we don't have the time tonight or any night for me to actually go through some of the injuries and some of the other things with the Dallas Cowboys where I feel like they just aren't going to win the Super Bowl. But, like, they, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 26 years, something like that. Last call of the night goes to Tommy in New Hyde Park. Go for it. Hi, Keith. Yeah, there was some weird calls there today. I want to talk about, thank God, DeMar's doing great. Yeah. First thing in my mind, me and my wife were like so excited that oh, it's a it's a miracle. Yeah, no way. It's like from Monday to Friday. What a week this was! The first week of the year. Oh. No way did we see this story coming. And his recovery. He's he's got God in him. He's athletic. He's young. He's motivated. Like I, I don't know. I, I can't wait till they put that video out of him. You know, actually, like you know, 
we haven't seen video. It's on it's on Zooms and FaceTimes, but I, I got a feeling they're going to get him to put a video out, and uh, maybe that hits the big screen in Orchard Park oh, before the better. Bills play. Yeah. It's better. But like I told you about the, the next games tonight. Yep. I bet a minus four and under 231. I put 30 bucks. I went 111. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, they're, they're going to bounce back, but – the Pelicans smacked them opening night. I was there, and I didn't go to well, a game after that. I know it's a different team. You know, B.I.'s not playing. Zion's not playing. The Nets should right. should should have no problem beating them. Um, that's why I did because they're out, yeah. Your money can should be good. One, can I ask you one thing about who do you think, what teams in the NFL are going to tank the most? Going to tank the most, like in the playoffs? Like, like be out? To, well, no, no, no. Like try to get a pick. This is this is week eighteen, Tommy. You gotta yeah, go no. go to go to tankathon dot com. Look at Tankathon, and they've already got the uh, the order for the for the twenty twenty three draft. Uh, the tank there's there is no tanking. The tanking is coming up in the NBA for Wen Bayama. Thanks for the call, Tommy. That's all the time I've got, folks. Enjoy your weekend. Drive safe out there. I mean, this week was a warm week for January. Awesome, I was loving it. Global warming. Like, I came in today, no jacket, vest on. Felt like summer on Wednesday. I'm like, yeah. I, I, even, I even got on a golf course this week. How about that? <laughs> give me the, like, we've got, a, like, less than a month till Groundhog's Day. Uh, give me the Punxsutawney Phil doesn't see his shadow or something like that and get me right into spring training. <laughs> I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Coming up next is Brooklyn Nets Radio. Chris Carino, Tim Capstraw with the call. I'll be back Monday, and I think I have three five-hour shows next week, so you'll get plenty of me. Call up. We'll talk through everything. Last week of the NFL, hockey's heating up. NBA's heating up. It's a good time to be a fan and listen to the fan. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm out of here. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.